You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 86, Change Your State. Have you ever felt stuck or out of balance? Have you ever resisted change? Or maybe you have even longed for it. In today's episode, we're diving into a tiny little tool I like to use to get unstuck and help restore balance. We're learning how to change our state from chaos to order, from being stuck to progressing, from disconnection to connection. If all of those sound like opposites to you, you would be right. It is opposite day. (laughs) Prepare yourself to look at opposites in a whole new glorious way. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret Bookstores and online at Amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or you have shared it with a friend. Your reviews and your shares is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Mitch Harris. Mitch says, Brooke is an incredible teacher who brings to light many amazing truths that are seldom talked about or understood. She not only reveals truth about also how these truths relate to the gospel. I have already applied so many of her teachings and have seen a dramatic change in my life and happiness. I'm currently on week four of her Christian meditation program, and I'm loving it. Side note, I am a male. I know Brooke's primary audience is women, but everyone needs to hear her profound teachings, men and women. Keep changing lives, Brooke. Well, thank you, Mitch, for the review and for your awesome representation of all the males out there. (laughs) I know there are at least a few of you. The glorious part of teaching true principles is that they are universal and they apply to all of us. So happy to hear that you are taking action. You're applying what you are learning and reaping the benefits. Keep up the great work. I am cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and shares are what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So friends, we are reaching the year mark of the pandemic. It has caused me to reflect on how my life has changed and in particular, what I am learning from this experience. Like many of you, the first few weeks of mandated quarantine, I felt both a mix of alarm as well as an unfamiliar sense of slowness. School was canceled. Extracurriculars were canceled. My husband's work at the office was canceled. Life seemed to stop in a way I had never experienced before. I remember telling a friend a month into quarantine that this was the first time in my life I had ever experienced this level of slowness. Even Even a lifetime of Christmas holiday vacations from school or vacations from work were not the same. We still had stores open. We still had places we could go and people that we could see. This was next level slowness in which I couldn't help but reevaluate if everything suddenly stripped away was really worth adding back in. In the beginning of quarantine, I had many friends confide to me that they were enjoying quarantine life. They were grateful for the extra time with their family. They had reconnected in ways that really just weren't possible with intense daily schedules. They felt like they were getting such a needed rest from the breakneck speed that our modern day life demands. 
I remember one friend said, I hope I can hold on to what I've learned and that I don't just go back to filling up my life because I'm expected to. Now, what's interesting to me, fast forward nearly 12 months, and I had a conversation last week with someone who confided that she is ready for something new. (laughs) She's tired of the pandemic and not gathering, and this new normal is reaching an intolerable point. I find it so curious that what some saw as a welcome respite a year ago has now, in effect, worn out its welcome. What changed? Or perhaps a better question could be, what didn't change? One of the foundational elements that God designed into our mortal experience is opposition. But let's break this down further. In this life, everything has its opposite, light and dark, health and sickness, good and evil, pleasure and pain. These opposites, we often view them as simply positive and negative, but God sees a grander purpose for opposites than we sometimes do. Opposites provide choice that allow us to use our agency, and opposites also provide balance. Opposites provide balance to the universe, to nature, and even to our very happiness and our ability to progress. Consider for a moment these opposites, day and night, work and play, connection and disconnection, silence and noise, feasting and fasting, summer and winter, on and off, wet and dry, hot and cold, moving and resting, masculine and feminine, yin and yang. There is a balance that comes from opposites. God knows this balance is necessary, so he built it into the universe. We have night and we have day. He built it into the seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. There's a time of planting and harvest, and there's a time of dormancy and rest. He built it into our bodies. There's a time for being awake and a time to sleep. There's a time to work. There's a time to rest. When we try to act against these opposites, we fail miserably. The opposites are there to provide balance. And if we disregard them, we create chaos instead of order. God has laid these opposites as a foundation to give balance to life. If we are wise, we can learn how to intentionally use opposites to bring order and balance to our life as well. Perhaps one reason that the forced slowness of the pandemic was such an unexpected welcome for some was because it created an opposite. Our fast-paced life was suddenly slowed. And vice versa, perhaps the reason that we can now be over and done with this idea of slowness is because we need the balance of an opposite yet again. Now, we may not have power to immediately change the state of the world at large, but we do have power to immediately change our own state. 
When we change our own state, it will often feel like we really have changed the world, at least our own world. When my son was young, whenever he was fussy, I would take him outside. Instantly, he would stop crying. I discovered this quite by accident, but I found it worked nearly every time to console him. Crying baby? Take him outside. (laughs) I changed his state. We went from being indoors to being in nature, even if nature was a suburban front yard. One night he was particularly fussy and it was the dead of winter. We were at our wits end. We tried so many strategies, but nothing worked. So we bundled everybody up and we went outside in the middle of the night in the freezing temperatures. We got to view the stars and he quickly stopped crying. We changed his state and ours. The journey to the backyard did us all a lot of good. We found an opposite and balance was restored. Changing your state is a quick way to restore balance. If you're feeling out of balance, look for an opposite. Look for ways to change your state. Have you been plugged in all day? Unplug. Change your state. Have you been indoors all day long? Go outside. Change your state. Have you been around people all day long? Create some solitude. Change your state. Have you been sitting for a long period of time? Move your body. Change your state. Have you been working all day? Take a rest or go and play. Change your state. Is your heart rate at a a resting place? Exercise and raise your heart rate. Change your state. Or is your heart rate really high because of anxiety and stress? Lower your heart rate through meditation and breathing. Change your state. Is your kitchen a mess? (laughs) Do the dishes and restore order. Change your state. (laughs) One of my favorite relaxation rituals is to take a shower at night. The kids are in bed. The house is quiet. I don't have anyone waiting on my schedule. At the core, I'm changing my state. Dry to wet. Dressed to undressed. Dirty to clean. Being with people to being alone. Being plugged in to being unplugged. Noise to silence. Showers are amazing. They change your state in so many ways. Who doesn't feel better after a shower? I'm also of the disposition to work much more than I play. And as such, one of the most common forms of jealousy that I experience comes from viewing social media and seeing people on vacation doing fun activities. If I am out of balance when I see those images because I've been working too much, I start to feel jealous and I start to feel trapped in a state of work. I may not be able to immediately take a grand vacation, but it's a signal to me that I need to change my state. Can I change my state even in a small way and restore balance? Can I stop working and go on a walk or read a fun book? Can I stop working and go for a hike or a bike ride or play a game with the family? Can I put an adventure on the calendar for the coming weekend? In fact, I would offer that when we feel the limitations of a pandemic or a life challenge that feels like it's preventing us from having the balance we need, this is the time to get even more creative on how to change your state. 
The beauty of using opposites to change your state is they are usually small and subtle changes that help you feel more balanced. They immediately help you feel more balanced. And sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking that we need something massive to change our state. One of the most tiny ways I like to use to change the state of my thoughts is a tool that I learned from my mission president. I call it Look Somewhere New, and I share this experience in my book. It was during a particularly challenging part of my mission, and my companion and I found ourselves in our mission president's office, and we were complaining about all of our struggles. My companion was in near tears. She was complaining that she felt like she wasn't a good teacher. She just couldn't remember everything she was supposed to say. And I chose to complain about the people we were teaching. They just weren't progressing or ready to make changes in their life. And President Blake, he listened briefly to our story before identifying the root of our problem, our thoughts and the way we see. Whether it was the way that we saw ourselves or the people around us, we had very clear images of limitation. We felt stuck. His solution to our problems was completely unexpected to me. He said, sisters, what do you do when a bad thought comes to you? <laughs> I remember thinking, uh, I don't know, sing a hymn, try to ignore it, think something else. <laughs> he said, when a bad thought comes to me, I look somewhere new. I change my focus. Literally, I look out the window or I look at the picture on the wall or I look at the door handle or the tree across the street. Your mind can't continue to hold the thought or the image when you change your focus. Just watch. If you dwell on a thought, your eye is still and likely unfocused. But change your focus and you look somewhere new and the thought vanishes. If it comes back, repeat the process. <laughs> I remember hearing this and thinking, this is wild, but I practiced this new tool with really great curiosity. And with amazement, I realized it actually works. Sometimes I'd end up refocusing around the room in several different places, but always with each refocus, my mind instantly cleared until I allowed a new thought to enter. I was changing the state of my mind, which powerfully also helped to change the state of my emotions and actions. Whenever I feel stuck or out of balance, I am learning to look for ways I can change my state. I'm learning to look for the opposites. Sometimes life gives us the opposite, whether we like it or not. A pandemic brought a dramatic change of state. <laughs> and sometimes God waits for us to use our agency to change the state ourselves. As we become better creators, we learn how to intentionally use opposites to create balance. Full confession here. I sat down to write this podcast and I stared at a blinking cursor for a long time. On my coaching call, I confessed to my coach that I was struggling with podcasts again. <laughs> podcasts are hard to write. They require so much introspection and creativity and study and stretching my mind. And I know many podcasters have a content calendar and they plan out their topics. I have never been able to make that work for me. 
I have to write about what is inspiring me right now in this moment. I use podcasts to solve my own problems or to explore things that I'm learning. So as always, Christy, my coach, she just listens and then nails the problem on the head. She reminded me, Brooke, (laughs) you're creating a ton of outputs right now. You're writing a book, creating meditations, creating your coaching program, writing lessons every week. It's a lot of output and you're not getting very much input. Rebalance. Bring in some inputs through reading good books and taking in things that inspire you and you won't have any problem writing a podcast. Hmm. Inputs and outputs. Change your state. Find balance with the opposite. We need both. We always need both. Changing your state, it brings presence and awareness. It brings balance. It prepares you to be guided. When Jesus was preparing to begin his ministry, he fasted for 40 days and went by himself into the wilderness. He went from feasting to fasting. He went from being with the multitude to being in solitude, being in the city to being in the wilderness. When God revealed the Ten Commandments to Moses, he commanded him to get to the top of the mountain. He didn't meet Moses at the bottom of the mountain or even halfway. He didn't even meet Moses in his house. Could it be one reason for the great effort required for Moses to climb all the way to the top of the mountain was because it would effectively change his state to prepare him to see and speak with God and to receive the Ten Commandments. We have so many moments each day to change our state in such a way for us to receive God's guidance. And yet too often we miss them. We stay connected to our phones all day and we plug them in next to our beds, making them the last thing we check before bed and the first thing we check when we wake up. We stay indoors. We stay sedentary. We ruminate on thoughts. We feast on food and feast on the media. What could happen if we took these micro moments to change our state? What if we protect those sacred hours before bed and the hour after we rise to check in with God instead of checking in with the world? What if we go outside, we move our bodies, we change our focus when a negative thought comes, we unplug, we fast more often from food or media? Would these moments of daily being able to change our state prepare us to receive more from God? Would this change our state to bring the daily balance that we seek? We can do the big things to change our state, like climbing to the top of Mount Sinai and fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. Yet more often than not, God invites us to change our state in the micro moments so we may be guided in the daily things. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. President Nelson has invited us to stretch our ability to receive personal revelation to learn to hear him. 
I promise you this can happen even in these micro moments of changing our state, creating balance and preparing our mind, body, and spirit to receive. As Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, to those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it is clear that the Father and the Son are giving away the secrets of the universe. Let's not miss them. Imagine your life changing your state and look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation, How to Transform Your Prayers for More Presence, Connection, and Revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, especially changing my state. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer, but the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. What if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer? and you could integrate it right now into your personal prayers. This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. If you're ready to jump into guided meditations with a Christ-centered focus, I am a proud partner with the Small Seed Still Meditation app. I have written and recorded dozens of meditations for this app to meet a variety of topics and needs. You will find that in your favorite app store, and I'll link it here in the show notes as well. You can do this. I am cheering you on. 